What's up, world? It's your boy, Randall Keith. And I just wanted to, before we get into the show, I just kind of wanted to come to you guys and let you know um, that, of course, this past week was just a very, very emotional week for both Lisa and I, and I'm pretty sure for all of you. Um, we'd actually recorded this episode prior to Tuesday, prior to the elections, prior to anything's happening. And um, with us going through the editing process and Tuesday kind of happening, we weren't able to get it out. Um, and for a minute, we kind of told back and forth with whether the show was still relevant, um, just in the wake of us trying to not let this completely shake up who we are and just to kind of take a stand of that we're going to continue to be out here, you know, challenging the culture, making sure that we, our voices are heard and we're trying to make a difference. We decided to go ahead on and just give you guys this episode. This conversation is definitely very good. We thought it was pretty relevant. And so we want to put it out to you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys are inspired by it. And I hope that it gives you a minute to just think about something good, positive and something inspiring as opposed to what's going on. And just know overall, we will make it. We are strong. We still got it. And we're going to be out here challenging culture, having these brunch culture conversations, just making sure that our voices are heard. And we as people, as young professionals, as conscious mind people that are pushing the norm um, are going to be progressive and everybody's going to know that. So with that being said, let's get into this show. Brunch culture. We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what brunch culture is about. About, about, about. Brunch brunch culture. Brunch culture. And on this day, we recorded Brunch Culture. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Brunch Culture, the place where everything is up for discussion. That was so great. That was a good save because I was sitting there like, wait, what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> the place where, where everything is. Uh, yeah, everything is up for discussion. And this is Brunch Culture. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of upset right now. Why are you upset? What's going on? So I went to Mitchell's. You know the fish place? Mitchell's Fish? I don't know what it's called. In the town center? Mitchell's. Okay. Yeah, Mitchell's. Yeah, Mitchell's. Okay. What did I say? You said Mitchell's. I thought she was trying to say like Michelin, oh. like the Michelin man. I was going to no, say, I oh. I thought I said Mitchell's. It must have came out wrong. Anyway, oh. y'all know I say stuff wrong sometimes. That's okay. Um. So, yeah, I had that lobster mac and cheese. It was nasty. I'm, what? Yeah. Did they use like cheese sauce? Just all cheese sauce? Was that it? Yeah, cheese okay. sauce. And it was like breadcrumbs on top. It was just, it wasn't macaroni noodles. It was like this shell. It was. It was like the seashell noodles? Mm-hmm. So I've had, I've, I've had lobster mac and cheese and it's been really good. It, that sounds like that. But if they use just cheese sauce and not actual cheese, it number one, it like jacks up my stomach. Then number two, I, I don't think it. It was flavorless. It, yeah. That was just going to say, I don't think it really gets like a good flavor. And then they probably don't season the noodles before they cook it. You just, it's made for a different crowd. Yeah. And it, it just wasn't good. They had my, my, um. The person next to me had battered um, shrimp and fish, and it actually looked like Captain D's. I laughed when I saw Wait, it. Because, really? 
Yes, and they like gave me a piece of it, and it tasted like Captain D's fish, which it made me laugh because I thought about how we was just talking about Captain D's last week. Right. And so, yeah, and I was you, like, "This is." And they went and found like, Captain D's, right? Yeah, I'm like, "This is this is thirty five dollar Captain D's." Like, this would have this was nasty. You should get but on your, your, your Yelp was, review. Get on the Yelp review. Write them a Yelp review. I'll, I'll do that. So, the crab cakes was the dope, though. Were crab they big? Yeah. Okay, good. I only I, got one. I got that as an appetizer. Okay. I so. just hate when people give me app, like crab cakes that are really small. Y'all got to, there's this place in Maryland. It's in, I believe it's in Landover, Maryland. It's called Jerry Seafood. It's called a crab. I probably told you about this before. It's a crab bomb. It's like a huge crab cake with like jumbo lump crab. It costs like $35 for one. When I tell you this thing is so good, yo, it's ridiculously good. They got the little sauce on the side too. Yeah, they have like a they have like a sauce, but I don't ever eat it with the sauce. All I need is just the, I just need the crab meat. That's all. It's you know. I might have to go there when I come. In I like to, I like to eat. Oh yeah, yeah. When you come, I have to I'll take you out there. Now it's in it's in the hood. I don't know how you feel about going to hood spots, but it's dope. As long as it's good, I yeah. feel like everybody everywhere in DC can kind of be hood if you cross the street i mean it could be a hood on one side and a gentrified part like yeah gentrification is just taking over that's just that's dc but you know it's kind of it's a little it's a little ways drive i don't know it's in i think it's landover orlando they i think they have two different locations too though okay because i just googled and then i see one in Bowie. so yeah i think they have two different locations um, okay. The one I went to, I believe, is in Landover or Landover. Or I don't really know how to say it. I just know that I usually just Google it. The first one and the closest one to my house is the one that I go to. And there's a there's a girl that's like at the um, when you first walk in the door, she's sitting like right by the door mm-hmm. um, at the little stand. But she never really at the stand. And when I walked in one time, I walked in and maybe it was like five or 10 minutes before they was closing. And she was like, you know, you're not eating here. I mean, you know, we about to close. And I was like, I wasn't planning on eating here anyway. I'm just trying to get it to go. But, and she was like, oh, no, I didn't mean to be disrespectful. I was like, nah, you good. Like, you, it's I understand. With 10 minutes to close, you know, back in those back in back in my when I was in high school and I worked at McDonald's, I remember being like. So you finna come in and try to sit down and you realize these doors about to close. Like you should have got through the drive through and made this you know, thing happen. I don't want to incriminate myself, but I might as well. Uh I used to work at the bank and so on Saturdays I used to have to work some like every other Saturday. Mm-hmm. So like when people would come in like literally two minutes before to try to open the account. One time I told this man we don't open savings accounts on um weekends. actually our system doesn't work on weekends that's hilarious he was like what i was like yeah man yeah not on weekends bro we don't i had somebody go like i had somebody be and i was like "Uh uh-uh bro (laughs) we we ain't got this kind of time not today i had to i had to repent later because i was i lied but you know, you know, little white lie never hurt nobody. Little white. Lie. Why do they call them white lies? You know, I don't know, but it's good because something bad. No, no, because I, I was just yeah, seeing yeah. you. You, you, you follow where I was going because I was going to say because they, then I was like, you know what? That's probably why they call them white lies. It's, 
Because, you know, black is always attributed to something to bad. something bad, right? And so, white is always, quote unquote, the good thing. So, so they're it's saying like, this lie is not as bad because it's a white lie as opposed to... I'm actually going to research that and I'm going to stop saying that crap. Ain't no such thing <laughs> as a white lie. You just a lie. How about that? <laughs> so, let's get into this good scroll. Um, this week was a lot. Um, a lot of a lot of like celebrity stuff happened. Um, yeah, with Lil Weezy, oh, whatever his name, however he say his name. So, yeah, Lil Wayne in this Nightline interview, bull essentially. Um, yeah, what is what is Black Lives Matter? What is that? He sounded. He sounded like he was on that syrup, like all of it. No, I actually think he was. That's what I. That I so when I watched it though, because it's there's a point where you see he kind of like looks off to the side and he's like, man, down with that. No, you don't come at me with no. Yeah, he was like, like, like he's a like almost retarded kind of acting. Yeah, I I just I was like, yo, he really has to be on something. He really does have to be on something, and still don't excuse it though, because I always say I think when you're on something. At least from my experience. Um, well, not like I'm experienced being on like the syrup, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. My experience. Randall's not a syrup addict. Yeah, so don't I don't put even, that out there. The, trust me, I, you'll catch me with a water bottle. I ain't got no syrup in my cup. Like I don't. I might be drinking like actual syrup. You have it. Speaking of actual syrup, so when I was a kid, we had a lot of money. I, we used to eat syrup sandwiches. You ever had a syrup sandwich? Mm-mm. I actually syrup have sandwich. toast with syrup. Is that the same thing? So it's it's like it, but you don't toast the bread. You just get a regular piece of bread and you just pour syrup on it, and you have to like eat it a certain way so it doesn't. And if you have a paper plate, you can just pick the paper plate up and put it to your mouth. But yeah, you just pick it up and just eat it like that. Syrup sandwich is like they used to be the they used to be the way way of life. When my mommy, ugh, I'm telling y'all too much stuff. <laughs> I was about to get real like. When my mom was at work, you know, we ain't had nothing to eat. We used to eat syrup sandwiches, but <laughs> we've overcome. So, um, yeah, syrup sandwiches are good. But, yeah, no, I ain't, I ain't drinking no syrup. Anyway, back to old Lil Wayne and this dumb interview. So, for me, I think, like, this is something that he, he really does feel. And, of course, people have, like, writers and say, like, oh, well, you know, he's been rich his whole life. Like, he hasn't lived, like, a struggle. I think when Cash Money came out, Lil Wayne was, what, like, 13 or 14? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, yeah, from his entire life, he's been a millionaire, so he hasn't had to worry about it, which is fine. But for me, it's like you, you're connected to, you know, people back home, like, that you know live this life that experienced these things so to say something sideways like that and then just to kind of have like a oh you know um i was people say well he's been rich so he's been removed like he's not he knows what's going on or people be like oh well you know he apologized and for me i get annoyed because I, i never really think that these people want to really apologize i think it's their publicists that make them apologize that's where it comes mm-hmm. from. Because he actually fired his publicist because of this. Because yeah. he was trying to get it not to be released. Yeah, and it's just... But it's like, bro, you you, you the one that said this. Like, you got on here and made this statement about... Like, I think is is as the T.I. The thing says, which we'll get to that in a, sec, in, a, in a minute, but just like, just don't say nothing. Like, if you're not prepared to comment, if you don't... If you know that you're not going to say something that you're proud of, just be like, hey, I just prefer not to comment. I honestly, but I wish, and I actually posted this. I tweeted about this. I was like, why are people, I just, 
I hate when people ask entertainers what they feel about social issues specifically that are tied to black communities. I feel like this comes up because, okay, well, you're black. We've never looked at Lil Wayne as like uh, uh, somebody that's a social advocate or, you know, is just standing up for the rights of people. Like, that's not what he does. We've never seen that. We've never seen him do that. So for me, it's kind of, why are you asking this person this question? you know that they're going to say something stupid. You really are trying to, I feel like for the most part, you're trying to ask them something just to see if you can get something that's going to blow up, something that's going to get you rating, something that can become clickbait. That's really what it is. Cause you, you, we don't know Lil Wayne for saying some stuff that's like, Oh, you know, he says this, you know, thought provoking, really inspiring stuff. That's not what he does. So why are we even asking him these questions? Like we know it's going to be some BS, like just stop asking folks this stuff. And I feel like if you're an entertainer and you know, that's not your lane, everybody is not going to be somebody that's socially conscious or socially engaged or unfortunately trying to, you know, push the people forward. their goal. His goal may be pushing his daughter forward. you know, as long as house and cars and all that. I'm not saying it's right, but if that's his lane and that's what he does, then let's stop asking these people for that. Let's stop looking for them to be influencers in, they sen- in that sense. If they choose to be a John legend or a common um, or a Beyonce and somebody says, I'm going to use my platform to to try to push the this agenda or, or aid people in social justice, then that's amazing. But if you're not somebody that does that, then shut up. Let's stop asking them questions about how they feel, because I feel like the reason that question came up is because they knew he was going to say something stupid and off off like off the cuff. I'm sh- pretty sure that's the reason it came out. Yeah, because I mean, I didn't. I only saw that part of the interview, but I'm sensing if he acted like how he acted during that part and his disposition, they probably knew like this is probably gonna, like you said, this is gonna make him say something dumb, and we need this, and it's gonna boost our ratings. Exactly, it's gonna be a big media thing, and you know, gonna be talking about it. It's gonna be something that can be played over and over and over again. But bringing up Ti and Ti's post, which I thought. What he was trying to do, well, what he said makes sense, but but you got his number, bro. Like, yeah, that's one of the things that's kind of like, all right, homie, all right, like I get it, you know. That make you look like a bad friend to me. I just feel like if I if 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 you Randall, if that if you was Lil Wayne and somebody showed me that, I'd be like, dang, but I'm gonna go call you. And be like, hey, can we talk about this? What's going on? Like, my gut reaction wouldn't be to tweet a, about it. Yeah, Instagram post. Instagram and say, post. I just saw this. My children just showed me this. Yeah. And I'm going to respond. And you were like, but he, the depth of how he said, like, close they were. You were like a second dad to my yeah, kids. Yeah. Like, like, when I was incarcerated, my kids was there. You know, Regine was here when you were incarcerated. So, for me, it was just kind of like, bro, like what's the purpose but i always you know i always want to check myself i always try to check myself and say all right so i'm not the person that goes to social media i had a conversation um last week which i actually need to talk to you about off the air about something completely different just thought about it but i had a conversation last week about my social media posting skills and i was just telling people like you know i was telling this individual like hey you know for me i think it's really important to keep certain things for 
you know, myself or for me and the relationships that I have, I think it's so important to have. I have full, I take pictures all the time. Like my phone is, I think right now I probably have like 9,000 uh, photos on my phone. But I, for me, it's important to keep those things for me, like for, for myself. So anyway, I say that to say I'm not a person that wants to or believes in or looks to actually put um anything that I'm doing on social, like everything that I'm doing on social media. So I'm like, maybe it takes a certain type of person to understand why T.I. posted that. Maybe for somebody else that puts more on social media, it was kind of like a, well, this is the space of which like we we would do this. Maybe he wants to maybe people were expecting to see what he thought about his friend statement. So that's why he put it. I don't know. For me, it sounds, it seemed like crazy, but in trying to justify it, I'm like, well, I'm not a person that puts everything on social media. So maybe that's my problem. No, I, I, and I'm, I'm more, I probably am more social media, more of a social media person than you are. You know, Uh I post something like every day, Um, whether it be, it's uh, well, I can't even say that because I don't post personal stuff. So I guess we on the same we on the same page with that. I'm not yeah. a personal social media person. I don't like to do that. I feel like I think we both agree that certain things are sacred. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even f- not and not just like romantic relationships, but even friendships. Like, you know, if you and I go out, if I look through the pictures and see that this picture, I feel like, oh, this would be nice to represent this on Instagram or social media. That's fine. But honestly, it's like if I go through the pictures and I don't feel like any of these I want to share, it's like, oh, okay, then I just don't. <laughs> you took it for yourself. Yeah. I'm not a picture taker, so I don't even have a lot of pictures in my phone. I don't even caption memories, which I should probably do a better job at that. But I just, I mean, I, I, me, I remember it or, you know, whatever. But I just, I don't get that. I even think, I just, I don't get this whole idea of where I have to critique somebody that I'm close to on social media without conversation with them. To me, I don't see how that makes sense, whether you're or or, or an avid social media person or not. And it's so funny because T.I. is not looking through his Instagram. He's not an avid poster like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he even is very sensitive in what he shows in his relationship with Tiny and his children. Right. So for you to go from that extreme to a like if he was like an emotional poster, if he was like a Tamar Braxton type of poster, she posts like, you know, her emotions. I would get that. But he's not even that type of poster because I was going through his Instagram to see like, is this like his norm? So I'm just like, I don't know. It was interesting to me. Yeah, I just thought it was I thought it was one of those things that was unnecessary and just kind of like, you know, bro, let's just. Let's just not let's let's not and say that we did. But in other great <laughs> news, um, Solange performed on SNL. And in the sky. Yeah, I didn't see it. She did. Uh, Don't touch my hair, too, which was super dope. I didn't see them until today. I saw them on YouTube, but super dope. I, I, I think I it's interesting. So a friend of mine and I talk about, you know, how different just in general, not just different from like Beyonce. Of course, people always compare her to Beyonce or anybody else that she's from that camp. Um, But it's just her just being her. Honestly, her dance moves are probably choreographed, but they're, they're meant to seem less choreographed and very just kind of free spirited and her just kind of doing her thing and vibing out. Um, 
and especially with the don't touch my hair performance like there are moments where you you could tell honestly she just wanted to have like a jam session um and just kind of just 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 kick it and so that's what i liked about it of course but i say this and i'm probably really biased because i realized yesterday i went down to richmond for a game and driving down i listened to the album probably three times driving back yeah maybe like twice i'm listening to maybe it was, i listened to it one like all the way through and then a few cuts then driving back i listened to it again and i've realized since this album's come out i've listened to it every day it's kind of sad <laughs> i've yet to listen to that whole album it is you know I, and i've heard critiques of the album i've heard critiques of you know her voice and People saying like, you know, you, I can't understand what she's saying or she's talk, she's singing in this falsetto the whole time. And, you know, the lyrics, some of the lyrics on the songs are very they're, they're repetitive. But to me, just the whole album, the message, the feel, the interludes, which I freaking love. I said this before. The interludes I love is great. But anyway, Solange on SNL was dope. And apparently I think her mom, I just saw a clip of her from her Instagram account with like her mom and Beyonce picking her up and a parent, yeah. or I think it was her mom's Instagram. And she said they've been doing it since Solange was 10. So they always like get together and pick her up, which is kind of funny. Cause it's, I love seeing families like over time and seeing how, we used to do things back in the day, but we still try to recreate those. Although this person is 30 and probably weighs way more than they did when they were like 20 or 10, but mm-hmm. you know, you still just kind of do it. And just those family moments and seeing how people um, operate. I think that was dope. Yeah. Shout out to Solange. That's dope. Be Her sister was on the CMAs this week, um, which was shocking to me. Uh, I didn't know that she was going to be on there. Was like, was it a, announced like prior to that time or was was it like it was announced yeah it was announced that day like okay yeah i just went to instagram um and i saw all i just saw beyonce and cmas everywhere then i saw the little uh, i guess they put it out on their twitter account the video that they put and they said uh special guest beyonce so everybody was talking about it beyonce is the award saver I just wanted when I saw that i was like she's (laughs) the award saver that's what she is i mean like think about how she started this year. I think she started on the Stellars, which is the gospel music awards that nobody really watches. She started, you know, with uh, her, Michelle and Kelly, Destiny's Child. And then what she, she, she didn't do Soul Train. No, I don't. She did. She did the BT awards though. I don't think she, she did, did BT. Yeah. She came and saved BT. Soul Train was dope by itself. So she didn't have to say that. Yeah. She probably would have helped ratings though. Um, she was on MTV Awards. I'm like, she is, she's the award show saver. It's, that's really what it is. Yeah. No, it definitely, like, <laughs> I think just Beyonce in general, she 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 garnered so much, so many numbers. It's crazy, though, because when the album came out, I just knew. I think we all knew. And there was speculation. People start talking like, oh, Beyonce is going to perform on the CMAs. And it just made sense because of the song Daddy Lessons. Like, yes, you know, this 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 has a this song is a country song. It's the feel and the vibe. It, it all makes sense. It goes into and she's from Texas. So, you know, and I think that's why at the beginning of the song, she starts off with saying Texas, because it's like 
this is where this comes from for me. It's not far fetched a form for me to be into country music because when I was in Texas, that's all so many different people, you know, listen to country music. I remember going to this one like bar and they had like a chopped and screwed version of um a Reba McIntyre song, which was kind of funny, but it was, you know, it's dope. It's like that's you know, country it lives there, it thrives there. It's, that's what it is. But of course, people racist folks was just real pissed off and upset and mad. Why is Beyonce performing on the CMAs? You know, does that mean Taylor Swift is gonna perform on the BET Awards? Um it, it was just blatant very blatant racism and I'm not a person that likes to use races racism as like a blanket term but it's like obviously that's what it was it wasn't because oh you know she wasn't performing a country song number one you didn't even know what she was performing but you just knew that Beyonce was going to be there and people like oh we're not having it like why is Beyonce she's not even a country artist but it's like yo how many times do um non-hip-hop artists have a hip-hop song taylor swift has a song haters gonna hate 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 shake it (laughs) off like come on guys like you know what i'm saying it's people cross genres of music all the time and dabble into different things you know what i'm saying and it's like you these same people um when somebody is using a hip-hop beat or using a drum uh, a beat, a heavy beat drum or a synthesizer like you ain't got a problem with that so it's like yo chill out like that was really stupid yeah and then the CMA is deleting all evidence of Beyonce it, yeah I just it's so it anno- what a, what really annoyed me was knowing that the numbers of the CMAs like they realized how much of a, an audience Beyonce brings if they didn't realize it, Beyonce would have opened the show. Beyonce and the Dixie Chicks would have opened the show. They would have came right out of the gate, you know, with them on there. So it's like, all right, she's here. Let's get it over with. But y'all purposely kept her to the last, like after two hours of the show, the last hour, the last, I think like 15, 20 minutes, they saved that performance because they know people are going to watch. Their ratings are going to be up. They're going to be able to, you know, get this amount of money from advertisers because people are going to be watching. The dopest thing about Beyonce Giselle knows is, which I think this is like as an art, you just have to respect this lady's hustle because everybody knows, you know, historically the Dixie chicks and the CMAs don't really have, they, they don't see it for each other because of the Dixie chicks their opinions on back in the day with George Bush and, you know, them supporting women and all of this other stuff. Like people know that that's not there. So Beyonce said, all right, check this. You guys have invited me to perform. I'm going to come perform, but not only am I going to perform, I'm going to call the Dixie chicks and I'm going to invite them to this platform. So if they're going to hate, they really going to hate people going to have a lot of stuff to say. People going to be pissed that I I invited the Dixie chicks. Then people going to be even pissed that I'm here. And that just is what it is. And we're going to come and put on a bomb performance and it's going to overshadow anybody that performed that night. So, you know, that everybody that watched knows that, Hey, all of these extra numbers we got, it came from these two people coming on stage. And that just is what it is. Like that's dope. Shout out to Beyonce for Taking control of the situation. <laughs> Just make it happen, yo. Yes. So let us know what y'all think about what we talked about on the scroll. What, you, what are your thoughts on Lil Wayne, Solange, Beyonce, and the CMA performance? Hit us up. Hashtag ChatBC on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We would love to check 
talk to you guys and interact with you guys on social media. So don't forget to do that. Um, we'll be back with our main dish. Now we're back for our main dish. Yeah. I feel like I got to do something extra because I took away the song. Uh, but maybe dish. I felt like. You know, I think you can just say that we're back from main the main dish. dish and yeah. Just, you know, okay. Just, just start talking about the okay. main dish. Cool, yeah. so, you know, like, <laughs> Speaking of, you know, things, we, we, we talked about the Knowles um, sisters. And, you know, there's another Knowles sister, uh, which is Kelly Rowling, your wife. And it was Titan's birthday this week. I just I saw that on Instagram, and I was like, I wonder if you got like your stepson a gift. Oh, absolutely, so. yeah. Okay, absolutely, cool. yeah. It was payday Friday. I was a little late because I had to wait for payday, but you know, he's uh, I spoil him rotten, yo. He just okay, cool. Because I yeah, I was like, yeah, I saw it got the little, you know, the collage and singing. She did a wonderful job singing Happy Birthday. Yeah. Um, so I just thought about that when I saw it on Instagram. So I was like, I wonder if Randall got him a gift. There's no better relationship than the relationship I have with Titan. With Titan, like we just, we just click naturally. Like, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Well, uh, <laughs> no laughter. I don't understand what, what, what you're laughing at. Because you you so serious when you talking like. Did you that this is when I start every time you start talking about this, I think maybe you are on syrup. I'm on syrup because I'm telling the truth. Cause then that would mean that Lil Wayne is telling the truth and like he's just yeah, no. I'm I'm on I'm high on life. Okay. That's what okay. it is. What a day we want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Today we want to talk about burnout. Uh this week has been Actually, this last month, I've been burnt out, and this week was just the 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 last straw. I was really drained this week, and I I can remember like texting my friends. I think I would text you. Yeah. I text you too, um, and text all my friends and was like, "Man, please, y'all pray for me. I'm drained. I'm really tired. I just need something." And it's so crazy because I have all this great stuff going on. But if you're burnt out, you don't even enjoy the good things that are happening to you. Right. Um, and so just that feeling of being burnt out and being drained can really take away your joy, take away, you know, your motivation, your passion for doing things. Um, and so we, I want to talk about that this week, my experience. Um, just knowing that for me, I think it was having so many new opportunities dealing with, in addition to dealing with interesting personalities, dealing with obligations for running your own business, mm -hmm. blazing a trail um, and doing something and being in a field where there's not a lot of African-Americans. But in addition to not being many African-Americans, there's essentially no women in no black women. And so kind of creating a path of my own and blazing the trail it can get very lonely because mm -hmm. nobody really understands or can identify 
because you're the first person doing it. So while they can listen, they can't like understand in a sense um, because they're not, they haven't been in those spaces. Um, And so that can get very lonely, very tiring, very draining. Um, Working constantly can be very draining Um, and just not having a lot of leisure time right um can all lead to burnout so that's kind of where i've been and yesterday i think everybody said the same thing you need to take a break like stop yeah don't do anything related to business and so yesterday i did that i went got an oil change rode around some got some food i enjoyed sat in the restaurant by myself uh, which is well, you know, some people don't think that's sad, but it's very enjoyable. I was going to say, yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> Got some food, chill, um, just like simple things, you know, and um, chill and didn't do any work. Spent the day to recharge. So it was it was it was better. So I'm getting there. I'm getting I'm getting unburnt out, I guess. They got a long way to go. Unburnt out. So it's like your fire is being lit. Is that? The, that was re- just, that was really was, corny. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think that was corny on both of our parts. Just okay. don't worry about it. Yeah, just don't use that term. Unburned out. So yeah, it's it's been interesting. I I mean, I, and I was like, Randall, you you ever feel burnt out? What, what did you say? Tell me. Yeah, absolutely, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think yeah. So for when I've had experiences of being burnt out, I remember there was once upon a time that I didn't think that there was a such thing for me as being burned out um just because i was like you know you just gotta go it's like you, your, your mind you just have to i've always been a person that have i've acknowledged uh the mental strength that i have and not saying that just in a way of like being cocky or anything but it's just something that i just thought like you know you just have to do it like I've always been around people that I've seen that had like all of these crazy odds stock stack stacked up against them and they just had to push through it and just do it. So that became something that I thought like, you know, I, that's just what I, that's who I am. That's what I do. There's no such thing as like a burnout for me until I actually experienced it. Um, and it came during a time, it came in college time during the time for me. And I just remember being like, just wanting to just be just, be away from everybody else honestly just feeling really really sad and down and not wanting to kind of do anything just couldn't do nothing really just didn't have the mental strength honestly to push forward and to to do simple tasks simple things like i just wanted to just kind of honestly just kind of lay in the bed um and that's when for me it became like an acknowledgement piece it's like you know what you're burned out. And then talking to other people, um, talking to people that were like kind of mentoring me during that, that time and them saying, Hey, you know, you got here because you're not talking about this. You got here because this is going on. At what point in time do you take care of you? And it really wasn't until I like gone into the hospital and had like this really, really bad infection. Um, and my immune system was low. It was weak and all of this. Cause I, I wasn't eating. I was eating like one time a day and just going constantly. And the doctor was like, 
you're not taking care of yourself. Like you have to take care of yourself. Like you, you can get a uh, common cold and it'll take you out. If you're not just, if you're not feeding yourself, if you're not sleeping, you're working off of three hours of sleep. That was one of the times I thought it was just like, you know, I'll, I'll sleep when I die. I'm like, Jesus, I'm asleep when I die. Three hours of sleep. Yada, 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 yada. And then getting to a point and realizing that honestly, burnout is real. And it, it, there are things that I was doing that was kind of promoting myself and pushing myself to that place of being completely burned out. And so I know what I was doing. I didn't know that, you know, that was a, a level for me or a place that I can actually get to until it actually happened. And, you know, of course, since then, like when I, I jokingly said, like I get burned out every day, but I recognize what I mean is like, I've recognized that there are things that honestly, because I'm constantly, you know, giving, 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 giving. And it's something that, I, I would like to do. I enjoy doing. I don't I don't want to create it. I don't want to make it seem like, oh, you know, just the whole world. I can just fix the whole world. or I think I can fix the whole world. So everybody just needs me a part of me and who I am and kind of what motivates me is being able to help other people and to, you know, be there for other people. That's kind of something that I I pride myself on and, and I enjoy doing so being in that being that type of person i'm always cognizant of you know sometimes this can be a lot sometimes things can be really draining and they can push me to being a burnout but what i've had to learn to do is find find the ways in which i can start to sense that burnout is coming um and just be like hey you know what what is this what am i not doing and and how and understanding how important it is to kind of take moments for me and so just kind of realizing that it's kind of why i like this article um that we we're going to talk we want to talk about the seven ways for young professionals to avoid a burnout and just kind of reading through it and then being like wow you know what this is actually this is saying this article is saying like here are some things that you can do to avoid a burnout um, which I think is dope. But I also think for me, honestly, this can help these things doing some of these things can help you get through a burnout. So if you are in a place where you are burned out, if you start kind of activating some of these things, um, you can. Yeah, you can you can notice that not only will it prevent if you you're in a burnout, you can notice that activating these things will kind of get you through that burnout. So um, let's just kind of start the list of seven different things. Um We've, we've already read it and gone through it. So I'll just kind of kick it off with just a question to you. So have you noticed that um, like any of these things have any of these kind of help you prevent a burnout? Can you say that in in times past? I know you said the past month, you know, it's kind of been like a lot for you. Have you noticed at any point in the time or do you think any of these things like could have helped prevent it? Like the burnout that you had? Um, I think um the prioritizing your physical health. I think that's something that I have to do. Um, like incorporating exercise and going for a walk and maybe, um, you know, going for a run or whatever, just exercising, I think would help alleviate a lot of things. Um, because I do notice that when I do that, it does help. Mm-hmm. Um, I could speak for, uh, me as far as like, um, t- just taking a break is really good. Um, and maybe I should read these seven before we get started. I'm gonna just read the top ones. It's identify the symptoms, start saying no, begin as you mean to go on. Um, prioritize your physical health, get creative, work on your self efficacy, and take a break. So I, I think for me, physical health, 
prioritizing that, take a break and say no. Um, start saying no. I think that's one of my something that I really have to get really good at. I yeah. really like helping people. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things is I can't say no, I can't say that I'm like, oh, I really love help. I I want to help people <laughs> if they <laughs> it's different because I feel yeah, like right. we're all I, like yeah. With different things because right. some things I'm just like bro I can't help you with that. I just laughed because I, I thought about you saying that before like it's not like you're like uh-uh let me help you with this oh you need to you you, you want to build a house let me help you build a house oh you want to fix it let me help you do nah I, like I'm not saying that that's not it yeah but I know some people who like that like they try yeah. to help at every single thing like me it's certain things if you ask me I'll like oh yeah I'll be willing to help and so for me I think because I'm in a different place where I'm getting new opportunities. There are people who look to me and want me to help, but really realistically, I can't say yes to everything. Like, right. you know, somebody sent me a message the other day and was like, Hey, can you give me a book list of books I could read on this topic? And I'm like, realistically, and if it was just that person, if I didn't have a whole other group of people asking me can I make them a specific list of resources then maybe it wouldn't be bad but I can't say yes to everybody and still got to do my day-to-day stuff so like stuff like that it's like I love helping people in their quest for truth but realistically I can't help everybody on a personal basis I can help you through resources that I put out with my nonprofit, but I can't realistically Yeah, Yeah, create like a customized list for everybody that's that's like, oh, well, you need a customized list for this and you need a customized list. Like if that's. Yeah, I I I definitely follow what you mean. Um, I think for me with this list there, like there is honestly everything I was like, honestly, doing all of this helps me definitely avoid burnouts. But the one thing that I, I that stuck out probably the most in this list and well, kind of two of them Um but the one I'll just start with this one that I was thinking of is um, the way that you want to start. Let me. How does it it, it said begin as you mean to go on. Right. So that for me was I read it. And at first I kept reading it over and over again because I was like, what does this even mean? Begin as you mean to go on. Like what? But it was like reading the additional talk on it and it's saying kind of how you wake up and you start if you wake up in a frenzy if you start your day late and scrambling and running around honestly that's probably going to be the tone for the rest of your day you're going to you know whether you're working on a, a business plan or you're working on your own personal business or you know you're going to work um at your job or whatever it is like how you start that mo- that morning that tone is going to carry on for the rest of the the rest of the the day more than likely unless there's something that you do to kind of shift and to make a change and so i've realized for me i started something i started doing things like making my bed um which it might sound very like bad for you know me to admit that i'm a grown behind man and for a long time i wasn't making my bed but that was just that's just my reality and honestly I wouldn't make it unless I knew like I, somebody was coming over and it was like, oh, OK, well, let me straighten up my room and make up my bed. But for the most part, it's like from day to day, I ain't gonna do that. I, my logic used to always growing up. My logic was always 
I'm just going to get back into bed. Like, it doesn't really matter, you know, how nice. And my mom used to work in the hotel industry. Um, and so she had very, very strict, you know, rules and ideas of what it looked like to make a bed. Like, I used to always joke and say the military don't have nothing on my mom because, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the coin, the coin test on beds, mm-hmm. like the, what's this, the coin test that like you, the, the sheet should be tight enough that when a coin uh, flops on it, it should bounce. Well, my mom, that was like my mom's thing. Like my mom just didn't play games when it came to like this whole bed making thing. And like you had to fold the sheets back and then refold them and all this other stuff. And the pillow should look a certain way and they should be facing away. And that was just her thing. So when I became an adult, it was kind of like. I don't have to do this crap, so I'm not doing it. But the one thing that I realized, though, is taking those moments to wake up in time enough to actually make my bed, to make sure that when I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to wear in the morning, if I didn't pick it out the night before, like if I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to wear, I don't just have a bunch of clothes that's just thrown around because those weren't the options I chose. But it's like, no, I looked at this and I'm like, "Uh, I don't feel like this today. Let me put on something else, but let me put this item back in my closet. Let me make sure that all of these shoes that I have are like organized. Right. Let me make sure that, you know, my toothbrush is sitting in on its charger as opposed to just being laying down like on the counter when I'm done, just little things like that. Like I'm beginning my day in such a way that I'm kind of setting the tone to have a clear mind, a clear space. Um, and that that's something for me that I believe helps me from burning out. I don't know if and, and I don't know. I don't know the psychology piece of it. I don't know if it's like I've built like a sense of like pride in myself or what it is. But it definitely helps me to kind of just be just good. It kind of clears my mind. I feel like when I come home, I'm coming home to like a, a clean space. I'm not tripping over stuff. I'm not, you know, looking at the bed and being like, man, this looks like crap. I'm walking in and it's kind of like a sense of like pride and accomplishment. And it's really not that big of a deal, but that for me just kind of, it's one of those things that really helps prevent me from getting into a a burnout. I think it's just the, the kind of the tone it sets for the space and for like the energy in the room. Like it kind of just is like a, you know, a woosah. It's a cool, it's inviting. It makes me like want to be here and want to be productive as well. Yeah. And I think, I read this book a long time ago. It says uh, sometimes our spaces are a reflection of what's going on in our minds. Like if our mind is cluttered, our spaces are cluttered. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true that is. I think it's very uh, true. But if that's the case, that would explain a lot. Yeah, um, I think it's very, very true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it just can be. Um, it is interesting how just a clear space is is helpful to your mind um one of the things i did like on this list too that i didn't think about was when they were talking about the creativity piece Mm -hmm. draw a picture about your feelings Mm -hmm. and i was like oh see because you know i'm always talking about you're always suggesting the journaling component for me and i'm really not that really doesn't work for me and maybe i haven't sat down long enough to do it but when i try to do it it just wasn't connecting but because I like like to see things in like graphs and pictures maybe that would be a a better way for me the way my mind works yeah that yeah like sometimes like if I have a lot to do it's funny I don't know if you do this 
sometimes when I have a lot to do, I'll go do something that has remotely nothing to do with what I need to be productive doing. Right. But it just makes me feel better because I, I know I can accomplish it and it really has nothing to do with the cost of tea in China. Absolutely. And, <laughs> so um, I think that would be it. So for me, one of the things is I like doing, you know, I taught myself graphics. So I'll go make a graphic about any nothing that's really related and I that just brings me like a and I enjoy that so if I could do my if I could start drawing my feelings maybe that would be a, a way to clear my space that's another one for me that kind of stood out um was just getting creative that's the reason that I do like journaling um I yeah, I, I really. So when I was a kid and I think I've shared this on the show before. And again, I'm, I'm acknowledged that I'm weird, so I don't mind sharing these types of things. So when I was a kid, I played with toys. Right. Like, but I played with toys for a long time. But for me, I used to be creative and create like storylines and and have scripts and scenes and redo things and all this. And it was almost it was in my for me, it was a production. It was like a release of create creative production. And so just when I read this and I was like, wow, that's something that I always joke and say, honestly, I wish like I could just take a, I could take like a week off and just get a whole bunch of toys and just play with toys. And it's not from the standpoint of like, I just want to be like a little kid. And I wasn't the person that like want to just clash stuff together, but it's because for me, it kind of feeds that ability to create a story and to tell a story, um, which I really like doing. Um, a friend of mine, people have told me this over the course of my life, but a friend of mine pointed out the other day was like, you're really good at actually telling a story. Like, um, and I think that kind of comes from just kind of like my childhood. But when I was thinking about when I was reading this and was like, get creative, it's kind of like, wow, that's that's something that I really enjoy doing. I like stories. That's why I like, you know, I fell in love with the show like Queen Sugar when I finally watched it. And I like binged it throughout the, an entire day because it is just telling a good story. Right. And it's it's some of it. They're they're highs. And it's not like crazy, crazy high highs or, or cliffhangers or anything like that. It's just a solid, consistent story, which I really love. So that that part kind of spoke to me. One thing I kind of want to get into, though, um, I mean, another thing I want to get into, though, is um, kind of steps that you take when you know that you're burned out. Um, I feel like that is such a it's such an integral piece because a lot of people can get to places of being like burned out. And when when we're talking burned out, I'm saying just burned out from life. So that could be work. That could be like your friendships, your relationships. Burnouts is not it says young professionals. And I feel like this is kind of maybe the the writer of this had a thought of mine of like being professionally burned out. But I honestly think anything in your life can kind of burn you out. Um, And it's not like you're. You're necessarily depressed. It's just kind of like you're overworked. Your your brain, your body, your mind is just overworked. So um, I kind of wanted to, yeah, just are there any things, what things do you do or do you know, have you thought of like any things that kind of help you when you're in that moment of being burned out? Something that really clears my mind is taking a long drive mm-hmm. and also sitting in my car. I don't know what it is. I don't know what kind of therapy is in the passenger seat of my car, but just sitting there parked is, I don't know. It's an enjoyable experience. Is it kind of like the, like it gives you a place to be on your own? No, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. It's like, but you ever like had a good conversation where you're like with your friend and y'all park your car 
and instead of going in, y'all talk for three hours in the car. We yeah. y'all could just go in there and sit on the sofa and have a conversation. Yeah. But for some reason it's better in the car. I don't understand why it is, but I just it it it, it some for some reason it's it seems that way. Um, but for me, like a long drive is 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 very calming. Um, I remember when I used to stay in Lynchburg and I would drive from Lynchburg to DC on the weekends and that three hour drive there and back was like the most amazing thing ever. And the view is, is dope because the mountains, yeah. um, but just long drives to me are really great. Um, in addition to talking it out, like I'm a phone person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I could have a long conversation, like expressing my feelings, I'm good. Like that kind of helps me get it out. And that helps me kind of regroup. So yeah. long conversations, long rides are really what kind of helps me when I burned out. Yeah. I think for me that that the latter is is definitely having a long conversation like being able to 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 get it out to release it. So a friend of a friend of mine actually told me another something another one of her friends said which was you have to get it out because you got to get that poison out. So she identified like keeping whatever that thing is as poison. Um, and I was listening to um, I was listening to a podcast and one one of the guys was just kind of like, well, you know, his process is not having to he don't really have to talk about it. Like he can just kind of joke it off. And I think for some people that's fine. But I, I do believe like everybody should try just talking it out. Everybody should just try to just, okay, let's have a conversation and let's just get this. Let's, let's try to, you know, think it through and talk about everything that's going on and kind of push it out and get it out that way. Um, and I think for me, that is definitely something that when I'm feeling burned out, just being able to talk about how I feel, being able to say I'm overwhelmed because of this, honestly, prior to, I don't think I've ever been in a place professionally where I felt, um, really burned out or got to the point where I was feeling burned out until I started working, you know, at my, my most recent job. And I feel like it is definitely, I'm definitely like, I have, I have a lot of responsibilities. I make a lot of decisions. Um, I'm kind of, my professional judgment is really, you know, people say, you know, we're paying you for your professional judgment. Um, but really it is, it's kind of like that professional judgment piece. It requires a lot. It takes a lot. Um, it takes a lot of your, like your expertise and that, that for me is kind of the first time I experienced it in that way. But honestly, just being able to not just being able to get off and talk to somebody about like, you know what, this happened today and I'm working on this and here's my plan for this. And I'm just kind of putting it out there so I can move forward. That definitely helps me from my burnout. Um, but also journaling. And I guess that is kind of like that falls in line with talking, but journaling really, really helps me whenever something is bothering me. Um, I just want to put it out in the journal whenever I feel like, you know, sometimes I don't even journal about that specific thing. I might journal about something completely different, um, but that helps. That really helps me kind of just filter through my thoughts, kind of talk to myself um, it through writing. And then I'm able to go back and see like, oh, this is how I was feeling about this. Oh, I, I remember feeling this way. Well, this is these are the steps that I took to get past that. Um, so for me, that's kind of like that's that's the thing that helps. And I just I just think it's really important for people to, you know, understand and know their process to know what helps and what gets them out of that point. And just to kind of be able to talk about it, like 
for us to be able to say, hey, here, here are the steps that I take to get out, because obviously everybody's going to be different. You know, everybody's not going to everybody's process of getting through a burnout is not going to be. Sometimes it could be a person that kind of motivates you or just kind of seeing, you know, a struggle. I do think that for most people and I, I mentioned this to you, but getting away like a real vacation, like going home for me is always I always feel re-energized when I come back to D.C. Like when I go back home and visit my family and I don't know if it's like I just unpack everything, if I feel real, real relaxed, but I always feel motivated times 20 to just come back and to go super hard. I think I'm most productive when I've come back from a vacation at home because I have like a thousand and ten things in my mind and I'm like checking off my to-do list. Like I'm a to-do list type person. So I'm writing to-do lists and I'm like checking them off. I did this and I did this and I did this and I knocked this out. Um, So for me, that is like a thing that, yeah, that really ignites it. Another thing I want to say, and I know that I'm kind of because I'm thinking about all this stuff and I'm like, oh, yeah, this helps. This helps. This helps. Um. But honestly, making a to do list, but setting like small goals of things to accomplish really, really helps me. And because I realize that I'm trying to mention this to you earlier, I'm really trying to work on being more focused and less distracted by like my phone or by, you know, watching a television show and trying to work on another project at the same time. It's like, no, I'm going to be fully focused on this show. And then once this show is done, I'm going to be fully focused on this project. And once this project is done, I'll be fully focused on eating or whatever it is, because I found and I don't know if it's just me getting older, but I'm trying to do a million and ten things that I can't multitask in the way that I think today is as efficient as I used to think. So, like, I think I can still multitask, but I think it, I find myself being more effective and producing like better work. When I can take the time to actually just focus on that, be completely immersed into it and do it. And once I do that, I see that to do list start to like just knock off super, super fast. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of the thing that for me, I, I, I'm, I've realized and I'm trying to employ um, even you, more so often because I think it helps. You know, what helps me, too, that I forgot to mention What's that? and crying. Um, and this that's is true. something. One of my friends told me uh, one day and I was just going on and telling her all this stuff. And she was like, you know, I feel like you just need to cry. Like, this is a lot. Yeah. I just feel like you just need to cry. You just expressing your feelings verbally. But I think you need to cry to get that out of you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's. And after I did that, it was like the next day because I'm not like. I'm not really super emotional, so I can't cry on the spot. Yeah. But I don't know what happened the next day. But that was so freeing and so releasing. Um, and so it's kind of hard uh, if you have, like, a lot of stuff, like meetings and stuff, to, like, because your eyes will get puffy or whatever. Um, but sometimes, and you really don't, in those moments, you don't really want nobody asking you what's wrong. Right. I know I'm that way. I'm really... Like just leave me alone. Right. <laughs> just leave me alone. Yeah. Just give me I'm trying to work through it. Just let me get it out right now. Um, but I think that's something this week that helped me. I spent like a day and a half doing that. And I felt in addition to the other things, I felt it was really good for me. Yeah. And so um it's some things that I'm 
working through one of my friends, she was like, okay, um, I love when people, and this is something, if you know people that are going through a burnout, be proactive in their life. Um, one of my friends was like, okay, Wednesday, we're going to go for a walk. Like, because that's like out of my thing, Mm -hmm. but it's just to get me out. But it's like her making me do something, you know? Right. Um, so I think those things are really, really helpful. I was going to say people sleep on crying a lot. And I, I, especially as, as, as men, you know, it's not something that we are allowed to do. And I'm not saying, I I think I always try to tell people, I tell all of my friends, like, Especially my homeboys, like, yo, I'm not saying like, you know, be outside and be like, I'm just, you know, if that's your thing, like if you break down in front of people and you cool with that, that's cool. Like, you know, do your thing. But I think it's important to when you get to that moment, if you get to a space where you feel the need to cry, to allow yourself to do it, to release it. Like my ex-girlfriend taught me that. And I've, there's one of I say it all of the time, like that is one of the most freeing experiences ever, because sometimes you just have to cry. And that's cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like life can be overwhelming. It can be hard. It can be lonely. There's a lot of demands. We have so much going on that if you need to cry, then just cry. You know what I'm You know, like, and it's okay. Like, just know that it's, it's okay. Like everybody, you have the whole purpose of you having tear ducts is for them to be used. Like, and sometimes you have to use them. So it's cool. Just, just, you know, do it, feel it, release it. And I used to always be, I, I, I laugh because I remember people used to always talk about like Oprah super soul Sunday. And I used to be like, man, these crazy people. I don't know why they watch this John. They just need to go to church. Like they crazy. But honestly, like I started watching, um, this one when I was back home and essentially there was a guy he was saying that kind of that very same thing like how important it is for you to just feel the emotion and to let it out like to feel the emotion that you're feeling and to let it out and so if that's crying then it's okay just allow yourself to feel you know to cry to feel to feel what it is that you need to let it out so you can move on so it doesn't it doesn't like trap you and i yeah there's something that for me i've i realized like dang you know it's other people out here i I, i've learned to stop being so people are crazy because i used to hear people like self-help people i used to think like self-help books or you know self-help gurus or people that have like found you know these interesting realizations of their life that they're sharing with other people i used to be like that's all bull like you know these people just telling these people that's out here sad and lonely all this crazy stuff it, it, it don't take all that but i realized honestly people need to hear it number one people need to hear it and know it's okay but you need to have those you need to have moments where you just let yourself feel and let yourself be and let it out so um Y'all definitely hit us up and let us know how y'all feel about uh, being burned out. If you are feeling burned out, if you uh, know what that's like, like if you are currently experiencing a burnout or if you have any tips that you want to share. And honestly, we can kind of, you know, talk about it here on the show. Like if you have any tips that you want to share when you do feel burnout, be it like from family, relationships, uh, um, like per- your, your romantic relationships, your 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 business, your career, your schooling, like feel free to hit us up and to share it with us. Hit us up on Twitter at brunch culture and on Instagram at brunch underscore culture. You can also email us at brunch culture, BC at gmail.com. And we will be back for our toaster. Roast.
right, we are back with our toaster roast. And since I have a roast this week, um, I'm going to start off so that y'all don't y'all aren't left with me being annoyed and, you know, almost losing it on somebody. But so this week, um, of course, we talked about during the scroll, Beyonce performing at the CMAs and, you know, the backlash, the backlash that. I don't want to even say she received a backlash. The responses that people had, you know, people being being like they hated it. They don't they don't see think Beyonce should be on the CMA. She's not country. Um, all of these things like just just garbage. Right. And then she performed. Of course, she performed with the Dixie Chicks. It was great. A lot of people liked it. And of course, you still had people to hate. Well, uh, the season was it season 15 of American Idol. Uh yeah, it was it was last year's American Idol um, runner up LaPortia. What's LaPortia? LaPortia Renee. Um, I think she was she. Yeah, she came in runner up. Anyway, I saw I just saw this on online that apparently she had she made like a video and she was kind of going in on Beyonce's performance. Um, she said things like. Uh, the dress that she was wearing didn't match the song. She feels like her movements didn't match the song. She feels like the performance itself was confusing. She was shaking her hips and popping her butt into country music. That's not what country pe- people do. Um, and that's why people didn't like it because of the essence of country wasn't there. I just summarized it, but you get what I'm saying. Ultimately for me, I just... And it's not it's not coming from a place because I think honestly the, the the quick backlash is to be like oh well you can't say nothing about Beyonce this is the Beehive like the only thing in what she said that I I can say like you know it, number one this is your opinion again you have an opinion it's fine but the thing that's kind of annoying is that obviously these people that were mad after the performance were the same people that was married mad before the performance. So you can't say you can't like critique the performance or try to pull the performance apart to say that, Oh, you know, people didn't like it because of the essence of country music wasn't there. If you listen to the song, if you listen to the lyrics of the songs, if you listen to the instrumentation, uh, especially the live instrumentation and the, the feel of the song, country music is there. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, Beyonce is Beyonce. She is she is the artist that she is, and she is going to bring her artistry and her own tone and her own method. You can't t- say that somebody who is a performing artist that they're known for their performances. They come in and they make this country song their own. As somebody that is a singer, that is a performer, that's an entertainer. You should know that, right? Like you don't ever want to be somebody to say, "Oh, where well, you're doing this wrong." When honestly, the basis of what you did, if you look at the video, the visual for this song, if you look at the song, listen to the song itself, it is country. When she performs this live, this is her version of what she wants to do of her art. You know what I'm saying? I I will give you that. Honestly, there there are times where it seemed you could tell that Beyonce is so used to just kind of being this over the top performance that it seemed like, yo, it's, it's a little different for her to kind of be in this space where it's very, very, very kind of like scaled back just because she is a big time performer. But I don't, that's obviously not why people was mad. And I don't think that, you know, she was wrong for being her. She, she's an artist. That's her version of the art. Just say that you, 
personally don't like the art but saying that like oh people were mad because you know she the essence of country music wasn't there well define the essence of country music because honestly watching this video clip you don't even know what the essence of country music is like you're you're saying oh well she's like shaking her hips and she's popping her butt which having watched the performance did not happen like she was shaking her hips but she wasn't like popping her butt it wasn't like she was trying to do like the uh-oh version of you know daddy lessons like she was being who she is as an artist she's an entertainer she is full in through it she uses her from the the bottom of her feet to the top of her head like is in performance mode and that's what she does like it's just it's just annoying because i feel like you see people like this that do these things and as opposed to just acknowledging how how like incredibly wrong stupid and racist it is for you know people to be like oh well beyonce shouldn't be on the cmas you see this you see the performance and then you start trying to say oh well they're justified in feeling that way because you know beyonce she was not she didn't have the essence of country music because of the dress that she wore well to my knowledge country music was music not her fashion like what Mm -hmm. what are you talking about you know what i'm saying so LaPortia, and this is, again, this is yet another time that she's made some sort of comment or some sort of statement that has been controversial and that's kind of like tried to like side swipe or undercut somebody else. Honestly, when you're in a mode or you're trying to jumpstart your career, get your career off the ground, get off the ground before you start talking. Don't let controversy precede your art and and or controversy precede like, you know, your ability and your talent. Like you have a great voice, very talented young lady. Just shut up and like listen to what people, you know, like be supportive and say, hey, you know what? Honestly, I didn't like this personally, but I'm still trying to get to a place where people want to people respect me for my art and want to hear my opinion. Not I'm just giving them opinions that's unsolicited and I ain't got no artwork that people are respecting or that's that's checking for anyway but ultimately I'll get mad at you if I put out artwork and don't nobody go buy it because it's like oh well y'all don't support me well we're not supporting you because you we just hear it we hear your comments we know you for controversy we don't know you for having for putting out great art and you do have talent so my roast this week is to LaPortia Renee just shut up and you know sing sing a note Give us some music. Don't give us videos about your uns- your opinions because they're unsolicited. We don't really care. <laughs> well, I'm gonna do a toast this week. I'm gonna toast. I feel like my all my toasts have been real shallow. I've been toasting about food and and actresses and actors. Um, but well, it's I'm, all good. I was just gonna strange. say you said that this 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 past month has been, you know, it's been a lot. So yeah, I've been thinking about trying to yeah. Trying to escape it. It's all right. Well, I want to shout out to a toast to Patty. Toast to Patty LaBelle. I didn't eat her pies. Um, I know people were raving about last year. I don't. I'm not really a sweet potato pie fan. Don't judge me. Just not. That's not my thing. Um, No judgment though. Peach cobbler. I, I enjoy peach cobbler. I'm not really a sweets person. So if I say it's good, it's it's good. Peach cobbler. The Patty Peach Cobbler is so dope. So I was I had a speaking engagement in North Carolina. And so and they got us dinner for the speakers and they had Patty Peach Cobbler. And the dude that brought that like host, he was like, y'all got to try this peach cobbler. And I'm like, mm, it ain't going to be good. I wasn't even going to get any. But the rest of the speakers start eating it. 
and it was like this is so good oh my gosh and so I tried it and I was like oh my goodness like usually I have to eat peach cobbler with ice cream but this was good by itself and I was like Patty you did this I can't (laughs) sing like the other dude did but um yeah he if he she really did something with that pie that peach cobbler so y'all go to walmart this is crazy i hate walmart i never go to walmart i avoid walmart at all costs i haven't been to walmart in months i went to walmart for the first time in like six or seven months well maybe i've been to walmart but i the i can't even remember last time i went to walmart to get that pie to wow. get that cobbler. It's that good. It's that good. Y'all got to get y'all some Patty Peach cobbler. I'm telling y'all on everything I love. Oh. I'm just joking. <laughs> that's, I was going to say, that's, <laughs> dang, that better no, be I'm good. Joking. That's, that's real. You know how people be like, <laughs> yeah. on everything I love, that was good. Oh, it my grandma. <laughs> on my grandma grave. And my grandma. No. I love my grandma. Yo, but that peach cobbler is everything. So y'all go to Walmart and get y'all some patty peach cobbler. I'm glad it's seasonal because I'm supposed to be going on a diet for the 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 fifty millionth time. Uh, but that that's so dope. So shout out to Patty Toast to you. Uh, we're gonna leave y'all with our good vibe. Our good vibe says the fears we don't face become our limits. And I think that's dope. Face your fears. Don't let your fears stop you. Um, because at the end of the day, there's something that can be overcome. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. with it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening to another episode of Brunch Culture. As always, you can catch all our past episodes at brunchculturebc.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Brunch Culture by Facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture on Twitter at Brunch Culture. Um, you can subscribe on iTunes by searching Brunch Culture and subscribing on Google Play by searching Brunch Culture, iHeartRadio, um, everywhere. I would say we everywhere. Yeah, we <laughs> everywhere. Uh, y'all remember to, um, when you subscribe on iTunes, rate us. Um, that really helps. Um, we really appreciate all of our listens and our listens are going up and it's only because y'all are supporting us and holding us down. So we are so thankful for that. Uh, it brings us so much joy to produce this show. Um, and like all every week we say, Oh, ah, twist it around at brunch culture. Everything is up for discussion. (laughs) 